Hello, and welcome to Book Reviews Kill, a podcast about fantasy, sci-fi, and horror novels. I'm Chad. And I'm Evan. And you are listening to the Monday Morning Minute. And this week in fictional news, Orbit Books has announced the acquisition of a new science fiction duology by Fonda Lee, author of the Greenbone Saga and the upcoming novella Untethered Sky. The last contract of Isako is a space opera that takes aim at late-stage capitalism, focused on espionage and sword fighting on an isolated colony planet. Fans of Lee's work are sure to love this new cyberpunk story. Hell yeah. Fonda Lee, just what a, what, a, what a block of enticing words. It's like sword fighting and espionage on a planet. Like, ugh. It's funny, like when I, when I interviewed her, I had asked her, I can't remember if I kept it in the episode or not. I think I might have, but... I asked if she had anything cool coming up and she kind of smiled and she was like, I got a cool like science fiction thing coming up, but I don't <laughs> think she could like quite talk about it yet. Uh, so yeah, that's awesome. Orbit Books. Um, if any of you didn't know, Orbit Books is probably the best sci-fi fantasy publisher there is, in my opinion. Yep. One might even say they're out of this world. Hey! Yeah. Like Orbit, <laughs> Orbit rocks. They're an absolutely incredible publisher. And uh, I think that's what the Greenbone Saga was on was Orbit, but I think uh, Untethered Sky is through Tor, so I was kind of wondering who she was going to publish with for that. Interesting. I feel like Tor is like the old school Orbit. I don't know. Like they used yeah. to be the big boy in fantasy. I would always look for the Tor or, or Wizards of the Sword Coast. Are they even around anymore? I think it's just called Wizards of the Coast. Not oh, Wizards okay. Of the Sword Coast. Maybe I'm thinking Faerun or whatever. I'm not sure. Yeah, but I know that uh, Tor puts out a lot of really great stuff. Daw puts out good stuff. Uh, but yeah, Orbit seems to be kind of the new, the new big big front runner in fantasy right now and they're they're awesome and i'm really looking forward to fonda lee's new stuff i can't imagine it'll be anything less than awesome yeah i wonder if there's been any beef between them and the gum manufacturer for having the same name right <laughs> i don't know i think orbit is just orbit gum oh okay but i don't know yeah i don't know i, I don't think there's a whole lot of like overlap between, <laughs> between like books and gum <laughs> <laughs> i was listening to this little video about tesla uh getting their name and elon found like the most charismatic person who worked for him and just gave him a ton of money and sent it It was this tiny person who had some like failed business he just owned the rights to the name tesla <laughs> and they tried to get it for five grand the guy was like give me fifty thousand or something they ended up selling for like a couple hundred thousand <laughs> tesla he stole the name from nikola tesla i know right this is a great sounding word though anyway what have you been up to this week okay so yeah i had a i had a a wild day. I went and got a new couch. Uh, and when I say a new couch, it was an old couch. And we got to the place where we were going to buy it. It smelled like cats. Love that. I mean, I could have bought it. It's like one of those Ikea couches. Though. Like, I feel like everybody has this couch. It's like one of the ones that pulls out from the bottom and turns into like a bed oh, kind of cool. thing. And uh, yeah, it's a, it's a cool couch, but this one's not very nice. But like, they're like $1,000 now. So I was, I mean, all told, I only spent a couple hundred on like going and getting the couch and like a U-Haul truck and shampoo and a carpet cleaner and stuff. And it off like a bandit. Yeah. But like <laughs> I went to Ikea to go check it out and I was like, this thing's like $1,100. Like I can't do this. But anyway, I, uh, today I didn't read anything today. I was just running around Portland. I went to every suburb in Portland today. I'm starting to get the shakes from withdrawal. Give me a book. Those kinds of days are so ridiculous. But I did read quite a bit this week. I finished Abaddon's Gate, the third book in The Expanse. I had read like almost 200 pages of it, kind of piecemeal. And then I just sat and read the next 350 pages in like one sitting because, man, that book is is a nice, slow ramp up and it just doesn't really stop. It's really, mm -hmm. really good. It started a little slow, you know, and it was a little bit like, I'm going to say one thing about The Expanse. <laughs> one one nice just 
contained complaint that I have about the expanse okay. is I never know what ship everyone is on. Like I know about the Rosinante, but sometimes there's like four or five ships and like each chapter point of view is on a different ship. And sometimes they move between ships right, and the names are really complicated. Yeah. And I can't remember what ship, what person okay. is on. So this book, uh, I love this book, but that was kind of annoying, um, but really cool action sequence toward the end. And I feel like this book actually raised more questions than it answered. I was just going to say, it was slower, but the sense of mystery was so vast that I was so intrigued yeah. the whole time that I never felt the slowness, really. I also read Drive. You read that, too. We did that on the podcast here. And I also read The Churn, which is another Expanse short story or novella about one of the my favorite characters, Amos, uh, in Baltimore. So that's a really good story. Uh, I've got Memories Legion, which is a big collection of all the Expanse short stories. I mean, folks, like I don't know how true this really is, but if you're not, if you don't want to commit to The Expanse, like maybe buy Memories Legion and read a few of the short stories and see if it's your kind of writing or if it's your kind of mood or what you want to be reading about because those short stories are really good. They're awesome. The one that I read was very excellent. Do you know of any of the, as as they progress, I know like you're supposed to read them in a certain order as you read through the books, but do you know if they give any spoilers away for anything that happens in the story of the book or is it just filling in backstory that's relevant at that time? I imagine they probably do. Yeah. Okay. So. Because so far they seem to be backstory stuff. Well, I'm reading them in chronological order and a lot of people have said that you should read them in publication order, but I'm not going to. I want to read them in chronological order. If anybody can email me in a, with a very good reason why I shouldn't read them in chronological order, I'd love to hear it, but it makes sense to me. So that's the, that's the way that I'm doing it. Uh, in the Patreon, not the Patreon, in the Discord, uh, in the Expanse channel, uh, I did post like a, a whole big thing on the reading order, the chronological reading order. But yeah, I'm really excited to be reading those and we'll have an episode out about Abaddon's Gate this week. And I also started Cibola Burn, but uh, man, I've got some other reading to do. I have not started uh, Cibola Burn yet, but yes, we also have other reading. It's funny how you say, you know, if anyone has a good reason, send me an email. And it doesn't happen too often, but occasionally we'll throw that out there. <laughs> and boy, will someone, one of you beautiful folk, will rise to the occasion and we will get a 10 page exposition. Love it. On like, I love, I love it. it. I think so it happened much. with the Dune once. We, we like barely mentioned it. And someone was like, you wanted to know more about this really specific <laughs> thing. And we got this ginormous. It was like, it was awesome. I read it all. I learned so much. Um, let's see here. So I'm also getting through Inheritance, uh, the fourth book in the Inheritance cycle. I actually like this a little bit more than Brissinger. Same. Uh, I don't know what it was about. Like Brissinger, it just felt like just all over the place and also didn't go anywhere. Um, but I can see why people like it so much. But Inheritance feels much more focused. Like we've got a goal finally. Like in mind, we're kind of like moving toward something, which is nice. Uh, there's some more. So they have like more movement here. I'm pretty invested in what happens and. Uh, I kind of want to just find out who's still going to be around at the end of the series. I don't know. It's hard to predict like exactly how the end of inheritance is going to go. I feel right. like Paolini's not going to kill everybody. No, like, he's know. not going <laughs> to kill very many people at all. Like, maybe not anybody. Right. Like I wouldn't be surprised if he brings Brom back to life. <laughs> <laughs> that kind of series. But yeah, I think uh, I'm, I'm excited to kind of like move on to another thing. We're reading dream blood uh, by NK Jemison after this. So we're, while we're reading the expanse, obviously, and then after Dreamblood, we're going to go right into Mere Visitor by uh, Christelle Debose. Aha, I got it right. And does it have an X at the end? Is it one of those Debose? No, it's D-A-B-O-S. Oh, wow. So I could totally oh. be, I don't know. I'm probably pronouncing it. I think you're right. But uh, Mere Visitor is supposed to be really good. We've got a lot of really cool stuff coming up. And we're, we're, we're pretty on schedule. We're staying yeah. fairly on schedule. It's not, not as tight wound as I'd like it to be. 
But these books are really long. And speaking of really long books, but they're really so, good. Yeah, I mean, they're I'm so, so good. I'm so reading Sword of Kaigen. Thank you, everybody in the Patreon, for being patient with us about Sword of Kaigen because we're really like we are on a little bit of a time schedule with um uh, with inheritance because Christopher Paolini is coming on on the 10th this Friday. Uh, this Friday. So yeah, we have to get that done really soon. Send um, us your questions. Yep, send us questions that you'd like us to ask Christopher Paolini. Um, and then obviously, you know, these expense books are so good that I find myself reading them more often than not. And then sort of poor sort of Kaigen has gotten the backseat and it shouldn't because it's I know. good. I've only dabbled my toes. I really so like good. it. It's got a good feel to it. And I think I'm going to try to focus more on that this week so we can get an episode out on it. But I'm also reading uh, this book called pen pal by, I think it's Dathan D A T H A N Arbach. Uh, okay. Let me just explain a little bit about this. It's, I think it's horror. I guess you could technically call it horror. I'm only about halfway through it. It's really weird. And I think it started as like a, a creepypasta that was on Reddit that somebody had been posting like chapter by chapter, or I think they called them episodes or something like that on Reddit. And then people loved it so much that it was put into a book like 10 years ago. And oh, it's wow. got like this really cool cult following. And it kind of reads that way, which is like both good and bad. Like I don't particularly love the writing style. I don't really like reading it that much, but there's something kind of unsettling about it. And it also really feels like it's somebody on Reddit just kind of in a comment telling you this really scary story, which kind of adds a little bit to it. It's kind of like how those scary movies with like one shaky cam kind of make the whole thing more scary. So it's got that <laughs> totally. element to it. Um, but it seems to be about this kid who lives with his mom and it's just the two of them. And they, they start noticing like someone appears to be kind of like obsessed with this kid in a weird way. At least that's what I'm getting. But he keeps having like these weird blackouts. There's like, strange coincidences that keep happening. It's, uh, and obviously, this is going to sound maybe a little bit out there, but it's like a weird mix of House of Leaves and that movie Memento, that Christopher Nolan movie Memento. That's a weird mix, my man. <laughs> it's like a pizza dipped in a margarita. Like, what? <laughs> <laughs> it's pretty cool. Yeah, I mean, I like it uh, so far. It's very short. It's forest horror again. Of course, the foho. I know. I'm liking it so far. I'm just going to always kind of keep a horror book kind of on the back burner for this year, I think. Uh, but I would really, while we're kind of on the subject of what I've got going on, uh, you know, we just entered into a new month. Uh, I'm going to try to read Jane Eyre this month as well. Ooh, it's your classic, huh? Yeah, I'm going to try to read that. I also want to read The Black Tongue Thief this month. That'd be really awesome. Do it right alongside uh, The Expanse. And Please read that. I want to talk to you about it so much. Yeah, yeah. And I, that, I think that's the book that like, it seems to be the most requested book from my fan base is like you should read the black Knight Dave. it's like right up your alley you'll like it yeah so it looks like this this month is going to be mostly uh the expanse and dream blood maybe we might dip into mere visitor at some point hopefully uh sort of kaigen i'm going to read the spear cuts through water hopefully um and then jane air and i already forgot <laughs> What's oh, the other Which one that I said? A great thing because <laughs> oh that means god. you're reading. Oh, Black Tongue so Thief. Black Tongue Thief. Thief. Okay. Right. Oh my god. <laughs> the one I'm most it. excited about. Instantly forgot. But uh, yeah, I mean, we're 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 pretty pretty crammed in there. Okay, so that's what my, that's what I'm reading right now. I'm also reading all the young dudes. I'm in year three. Ha! It's so awesome. I, I, uh, you sh you should just read. I'm it. I'm a little farther into it just, as well. Just yeah, just let me know. Let me know when you finish the first year, and we'll just okay. we'll work we'll work an episode out. I'm not promising we anything, everybody. Chad and I are super busy, but 
I really, even if it's like a half hour episode of us just talking about that, we don't even have to do a recap or anything. Like, I had enough of the Kringles. I didn't just pop the top, man. I ate like a, a, <laughs> a, a solid handful that I can't stop now. Oh, you can't stop. Can't Once stop you're in. I don't want to either. It's so good. Like, it's really impressive. Like, I'm sure this was edited to a certain extent, but probably not professionally. I wonder if it's like a pro author. Like, I don't know enough about King Bean 84. Seems like a ridiculous name to put a book out under. What if it's like Sarah J. Moss or something? That'd be so cool. And she's like a positive trolling. Who knows? At this point, I know I don't even know what's real anymore. Shakespeare? Don't know if he's real. (laughs) But um, yeah, All the Young Dudes is great. Um, I also watched... uh, Okay, so this is way out of left field. All the way out of left field. Out of the stadium. Uh, So I did a Patreon-exclusive episode last week where I... I went over my uh, my favorite cozy fantasy movies, or at least like some of them, um, just stuff that really stuck out and stuff I'd watch on a rainy day. I I picked well, as one of them the Page Master, the nineteen ninety four Macaulay Culkin classic movie. Wow! And I remembered like a lot about it when I was talking about it, but then I was hanging out last night and I was like, I haven't watched that movie since I was like seventeen or something. So I'm gonna watch it again. So I rented it for three ninety nine on. The- <laughs> I paid money for it. Splurged a little, huh? Oh my god! Uh, and then I watched it, and it holds up. Have you have you seen it? It's been a long time. You like, know what I'm, I'm sure talking I have. about? Oh, for sure. Yeah, I can see the cover in my mind. Okay, you should rewatch. For sure. I don't know if you're going to. <laughs> Is it? Should I? Will I enjoy it? Dude, it holds up. It's good. Yeah, it's wow. very good. It's funny. Uh, it's really short. The music is awesome. The animation's cool. Macaulay Culkin is adorable. He really is the librarian. I think it's Chris- Christopher Lloyd is outstanding. Patrick Stewart's in it. Whoopi Goldberg. Oh wow! Like it's a yeah, it's a good movie. It's got solid. Cast. It's got that 1994 like the theme is. <laughs> you know, like back in the early 90s when like the theme for some movies was like not really that deep. It was just like, man, look at how much of a wimp this kid is. Right. <laughs> <laughs> like, come on, man. like figure <laughs> it out, man. Like by the end of the story, you're gonna be a badass. You know, <laughs> it's like that's all it's really about. <laughs> But it's not a bad message. Well, I might watch it. I might watch yeah, we should. Uh, I feel like Patrick Stewart and, and like Milton Freeman also, for some reason, have they ever been young? Like I've known him all my life, and he I mean, always has point. been old. I think it's he's always looked old, but I think he he wasn't. He was like in his forties. I mean, wouldn't... he's a very handsome old man. Yeah, and he's looked basically the exact same. He's got like the Keanu Reeves kind of thing going, where he just kind of doesn't seem to really age. Oh yeah, Keanu Reeves has always looked the same too, huh? I mean, he's got gray hair now, but yeah, he looks. Pretty awesome, but he's like a millionaire too, like doing his own stunts. I don't know. It's funny when people are like, "Wow, that millionaire looks so good for their age," and it's like, "Yeah, no shit," because they're worth. Because yeah. <laughs> he they, had his face replaced they, with like yeah. a twenty-year-old. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's like not eating Burger King for breakfast, dude. Yeah. Like, yeah, he gets he's, like entirely new blood every two weeks. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, you should watch Page Master. It's uh, okay. It's, it's pretty good. All right, and lastly, uh, in addition to all the reading and writing and watching cool stuff. Well, not really. Just watching the Page Master. <laughs> but other than that, uh, I'm about halfway through the Dead Space remake, and uh, I've been playing it with headphones in. And man, oh boy. I can I can really only play it for like half an hour to an hour at a time. The headphone thing is a big decision. I feel like you're cutting yourself off from the world and enhancing. I'm your doing life. it Ugh. exactly the way you're supposed to because it is just so intense. Like my heart rate is actually up while I'm playing it. Like it's it's so much and. They did a really cool thing with this game where um, in the first one, it wasn't a voiced protagonist. It was just like Isaac and he was silent. I usually like it that way. It makes me feel more like it's me like in a role when it's a silent protagonist. But 
with this game, I agree with that. Yeah, I felt like voicing the main character was kind of a good idea on their part because it made it more like a horror movie. Mm. There's like a distance where I'm scared because of what I'm watching instead of like being like a part of it. You know what I mean? Right. Like it's it's more like I'm watching this crazy stuff happen to this other person. Um, it helps for immersion. He's like, a, he's like more of a character. Yeah. Uh, so I don't know. It's like this weird thing where I'm like latching onto him more, and I'm latching onto the story more. And they changed a few other things about it too, like. They made Isaac more middle-aged and his girlfriend more middle-aged. And it kind of makes sense because they're like, you know, like expert engineers on like this spacefaring mission, you know, like they shouldn't be like early twenties, you know what I mean? It like makes sense that they'd be a little bit older. Um, They kind of changed some other character stuff and just some like quality of life fixes for the game. So yeah, I really like it a lot. It's just as good as it is. I need something kind of cozy, honestly. It's like this game. Is... Need something a little vibey. Well, you have Ooh. all the young dudes, which that is extremely yeah, exactly. vibey and wonderful. Yeah, but that's all for me this week. What are you been up to? That's all for you. I love that. Uh, only these seven books, and they're all uh, like eight hundred uh, pages long. No big much. deal. Uh, you know, we're gonna have our Venn diagrams are gonna overlap quite a bit because all these big books we're reading together. But I have also finished Abaddon's Gate. I cannot uh, purport to a two session read through though. That was that's wild. Yeah. Took me a few more sessions than that though. Enjoyed it no less for it. Uh, Inheritance, chomping my way through that one. Uh, it, it's better. It's better. It just feels like a more cohesive book. Totally. Totally. Yeah. Like he's obviously grown as a writer. And with the amount of time that I have invested in these characters now, I guess maybe I care about what happens to them. And he's, 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 he's wrapping things and making stuff happen, which I really enjoy. I've heard that that ending is really disappointing, but I guess we'll oh, see. Man. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. We'll see. I, I would love it. It would be like a breath of fresh air if he just like killed everybody. Like Oric was the only one left alive. We both know he's not. Close. I know, but how crazy I would be like, I'd be impressed. I'd be like, wow, you pulled one. Yeah, on there's me. a part in the beginning of the book where like, we're like, it's like the second chapter and it seems like Roran died. Ooh. You know what I mean? And it isn't really a spoiler because right. he doesn't. Like after he just got married. Woo! I was oh. like, damn, Christopher Paolini. Like, all right, cool. Like this is getting interesting. And then he's like, totally fine. It's like, okay, oh. well, that's fine. Whatever. That's cool. You got yeah. me. Well, it's better than ending chapters with Aragon going unconscious because wow. Oh, there's that guy's sure going to have some, some of those memory problems when he's 80. <laughs> As I mentioned, I am uh, reading some of all the young dudes. Haven't been able to put too much time to it, but I have. It's funny because I know I should be reading these other books that we have time constraints on, yeah. but when I'm reading it, I just can't stop. No, it's and impossible. So the sessions tend to be real meaty. The pacing is so good at the same time so as good. being so vibey and like it's slowed In down. The classroom, it's what I want. Right. Yeah, exactly. But the pacing is really good. It's so weird how, how they were able to do that. Totally. It's very well written. Like that should be published. What do you think about it being from Remus's point of view? Great. Love it. Yeah. It's, I think, I think it's like the best point of view it could be from. Absolutely. I feel like he was one of the characters that I like, like lashed onto the most. I was like, oh, yes, yeah. quite a bit because he's, he has these like personal struggles that like most people don't get into, but you can draw comparisons with someone who's feeling estranged or just kind of different from everyone else. And it's, there's some depth there that I really like to explore. And so I think he's a really good person to be in the brain of because he's probably the most interesting yeah and it kind of makes sense that him and remus become or him and sirius become so close because sirius also had like a pretty rough upbringing i mean like sirius is very wealthy but the black family is so horrible yeah Yeah. sirius gets sorted into gryffindor and like you can just hear all their knuckles cracking they're just like oh this kid oh the black sheep of the black family oh we hate you so much and he's like i didn't do anything i'm just not horrible it's not my fault You know, yeah, it's really like good. They should be stoked that he's going into Griffin. I mean, you know, that's not very oh. Gryffindor of them. I feel like 
Like yeah, that's a little more Slytherin style, guys. Come on. Also read the short story, The Drive, which we talked about and super loved. Uh, and then I couldn't stop myself, but I wa- I started and a little chunk into the third he who fights with monsters. <laughs> I knew you were going to keep doing it. Yeah, you said you were the best man. I like the last episode. You were like, I'm taking a break from it. I got to focus on all this other stuff. We just had so many like, other There's books, no but way. I yeah. really wanted to read the other night and yeah. I was just like, what do I want to read? And I, I actually picked up Abaddon's Gate. I read like a chapter or two and I was like, this isn't what, this isn't where I parked my car. And so I picked up Inheritance and I was like, this certainly isn't where I parked my car. And then I was like pulling up all the young dudes and then I just like saw in my brain that he, I was like, oh yes, that's <laughs> where I parked my car. And I just devoured like a hundred pages. It was so, so good. How many are there? Have you checked? There's nine books in the series. Dude, there's so many books in the world. We're never going to get to all of them. This is I, I feel like I'm not reading anything, but I'm reading so much. so much. Like I'm putting away like two books a week right now. And it's just like, come on, Evan, At least. put a little more coal on that fire. Like, let's go. <laughs> we got we got to get a move on here. And it's just like, ah, I'm trying. I always see sometimes videos or comments where people are like, man, I feel like people are just reading so much. And it's like, yes, the content creators are, but don't like, compare yourself to them like i'm not gonna wait until i'm as good at math as einstein not that uh, we are einstein by any means am i saying that but like you know don't say you're bad at math until you're to that level it's like read at your own pace read yeah, for fun totally. don't try to it's not a competition you know we're just doing it because like you know we got christopher palini coming on we got read his books before he comes on so. yeah and we just keep picking like banger series too bangers just one after another yeah. and i have a feeling faithful in the fallen is going to kick us in the ass i have a feeling it's going to be so oh, good dude. i have been wanting to read that for like three years yeah no it's going to be awesome and then uh yeah red rising after that oh <laughs> so good and i've read there, there's five i just recently discovered you told me that there's more out than what i've read which is three of them there's five of them right yeah so well i mean there's yeah. the three in the initial trilogy uh red rising golden sun and morning star Right, got those right over here. Then there's Iron Gold and Dark Age, which are out right now, but I haven't read those because I knew there was a third one coming out or a sixth one coming out. And I was like, I'm not gonna play this game. You know, I'm gonna, <laughs> I'm just gonna I'm gonna wait. And that's what I did. And I knew I was waiting for a good reason. And this is that good reason, because we're gonna read all six of them in time for the for the sixth one to come out. And and, and then I guess there's a seventh one coming out at some point. Yeah, um, we're gonna hit the tube on that hype wave. Oh yeah. It's gonna be so much fun. Ah. Oh, I'm so stoked. I'm so stoked. And like, it's one of those series that so many people, like if it was a movie, people would dress up to go to it, you know? Yeah, totally. We should start doing that. I always feel like we're just so slow. Like if we're not I moving know. through anything, just, it's like, I just want to keep, I want to get to like the last book in the expanse. Cause apparently the last book is just amazing. And it's I just want to, I want to know, I want to know what's going on, but I have to read all you these only stupid read so words. Fast. Yeah. I got to read every single one of these things. Right. I'm not skimming. That's I'm not fair to myself. Yeah, and I'm not I'm not about to like look up chapter summaries or any of that no. stuff. No, that's not how we I do roll. this because I love it. Yeah, and exactly. yes, sometimes it's like I gotta re- I have a schedule, but like I still love it. I feel like if we were doing that, if we were like looking up chapter summaries or like skimming or doing the bare minimum like that, it would feel more like like homework or like work. Totally, you know what I mean? Like it wouldn't feel like we were doing it in like a a way where we were having fun and then we could translate that over to other episodes. Like it, right. Yeah. The discussion, it would alter the discussion. Yeah. And that's why I'm cool with some of these episodes coming out a little bit late. Like I haven't finished the Brissinger episode yet, but like we recorded it, but, but it took us a while to read and it's going to take me a little bit to edit. And we we're going to put out the Abaddon's gate 
episode this week, but we're kind of like a week behind with the expanse. But it's like, nah. once it's out, it's out forever. Let's take the time to do it right. Add to the conversation, not just exactly. repeat words. You know? Yeah, I don't know. Like, cause I don't know. I can I can just kind of tell sometimes when like a a reviews or like a recaps, just their hearts just not really in it. They're just yep. doing it. But then totally. there's some other stuff like uh, I listen to a lot of like video game essays and video game recaps and stuff on on YouTube, and you could tell these guys were in every corner of that video game. <laughs> like they they're talking too much about it, you know. But they they love it, and it really comes through. I'm listening to it, so so true. I watch a lot of entrepreneurial things online, and I can always tell. I've done a a lot of online side hustles. Like I have, I have tried lots of them and have quite a bit of experience in that world. And I'll listen to these people sometimes that clearly have not done what they're, they're, they're trying to teach. And it's like, I know for a fact that you have never opened an Etsy store based off of what you just said. You're trying to teach me how to do it. Like it's insane. The other day I got really upset on this one the other day because this person was trying to tell everyone that just reading English, they had they had reduced the entire audiobook recording industry to just reading English and was like, look, it's $300 an hour, not even counting that it was per production hour. So like per finished work hour that you give them, not hours worked, right? But how many, it was just ridiculous. But what do you mean like, by yeah, so reading for, English? Oh, like, they were just saying like, here's a site and they were on AX, ACR, whatever the one that does Audible. ACX. ACX, thank you. And they were like, yeah, you can go on there and see, here's one right here. This person has a seven hour book and which is seven reading hours. Um, and they're paying $300 per hour. And thus they do the math and they're like, you're making $2,100 for seven hours. And it's like, and then they were like, for just reading English. And it was like, okay, first off, no, you're not. You're like acting. And then you have to, that's per producted, per production hour, not per yeah. hour you worked. That's like, yeah. 30 hours of work you know seriously probably and not only that but like more, you, yeah yeah like do you have the, i got into a fight with this guy in his comment section oh my like, god this is don't the go most the irresponsible chat, thing no. i know i couldn't do it but uh, i was like this is the most irresponsible thing you're gonna tell somebody like that this opportunity exists so it's like do you know how to audit and master it audio do you have a microphone do you, it's actually one of the more uh labor intensive and hardware software intensive side hustles that you can do and you really need to do it because you love it, not because it's a quick buck, because it's not. You no. can audition. I've spent hundreds of hours auditioning, and I've never made a dollar. Yeah. <laughs> I just thought it was a wild misrepresentation and borderline um, criminal. So, Yeah, I actually just watched a little little documentary on uh, how to record audiobooks and like the process behind all of it. And Tell me about they it. Usually, they usually have like, like a tablet. Uh, so they use that's not most of the time they don't have just like a paperback book in front of them and they're just like sitting down and reading it. Um, a lot of people what they do is they have like a tablet and so they've got it all in digital form and they've got uh, quotes from different characters highlighted different colors so Ooh. they can they can see like visually when they're gonna have when the voice change is coming up. You know, so oh, that must redu reduce the back work of editing. Right, so exactly, much. stuff like that. Wow. Um, one thing that I've seen people do is they have like a little clicker. And they keep it next to the microphone. And if they mess up, they click once. And that means that they messed up once. And if they mess up again, they click twice. And then so then when they're looking through on the text that they're reading or the audio file, if they see two, like when you click next to a microphone, it's a big peak in the wave file. Right. You um, can see the waves in the wave file. Right. So it's like just like one big, like solid line. So if there's two of them, that means, okay, so they, that's the second time they messed up. So that's the, that means the next time is the right, the right one. So I'll just cut all that's the stuff before that. 
yeah. brilliant. So there's all these like do little that tricks. For sure. Yeah, exactly. Um, so like maybe next time you're trying out for an audiobook, uh, just like maybe try and give the text and then read through it once and then decide what kind of vocals you want to do and then highlight them in different colors. Uh, I so do that, read through it once already and assign vocals to characters, but it's hard for me. I always have to edit so much because I'll be reading a character. And I don't know who it is until it says John said. And so I'll right. be like, oh, that was John. And then I'll go back and change the voice and it takes a lot. So now I'm going to, I wonder if I can, you know, like click in my mouth and have that same Just go buy a file. clicker for like $2. Yeah, but I mean, I'm a beatboxer, man. I can do crazy <laughs> my mouth. So <laughs> Yeah, um, I've kind of like given up on auditioning because it, it you're right it is it takes forever it takes a really long time um but i was doing it like months ago and i tried out for a british like voice they wanted yeah. british uh both dialogue and like the actual just like narration <laughs> so i went for it and then i listened back Not one of my samples is british. oh my god i went back to it and i like i went back and went to edit it and i ended up deleting it because I, <laughs> I was like i sound so so ridiculous like there's no way anybody would ever believe that i was british really <laughs> no it was so bad it was so bad it's hard for me to add diversity to my british like i feel like i got a pretty good british accent on base level but then in order to have four different characters that all have british accents right, it's like yeah. i can't have them all sound the same so which, can you, you know do i like change a, the pacing yeah but can you do like a, a yorkshire accent no. and then like a like a like a london accent not like off the top BBC of my head but accent. if you had like four different examples for me i can listen to each for like five minutes boom i could totally do it huh that's pretty impressive chad because i can't i can say yorkshire but i can't like whip a, them out like know? a person from like, like yorkshire yorkshire i'm so sorry British were you people. the beer can guy I, oh I my god like yeah the, way the, a long the, time ago the, it was like beer can and bacon sound the same and is a british accent or, or i think, I think it it's like australian a, it was an african accent like a oh. like a central African accent, so like it's like or no, it's Jamaican. It was Jamaican. Oh, Jamaican. Like uh, like beer can, beer can. Beer can. It sounds like bacon, bacon in the accent. So that's how you. What's what we're talking about? <laughs> beer can. I have this memory of someone thinking that's hilarious, and I'm pretty sure it was you. But I know you just confirmed it, so it definitely is you. All right, we went way <laughs> off the rails there. Let's get to oh, the the, uh, the fictional fun fact, shall we? Let's do it. The most expensive book in the world is the Codex Leicester. It is Leonardo da Vinci's science diary. And in 1994, it sold for $30.8 million. Oh my God, that's so much money. <laughs> so much money. <laughs> Don't get me wrong. I love books. Me too. And Leonardo da Vinci. If I had $30 million kicking around, I would not buy that book. <laughs> no. No. <laughs> but who bought it though? Was it like an estate or something? Or was it like some guy with like an extra $30 million? Because like, that's what I'm curious about. Because if it was just like trading from, if it was just going from like one museum to another one, you know what I mean? Then that's, that makes sense. Uh, but if it was just like a private collector kind of thing, then ah. <laughs> what do you do with it? Do you just have it? Maybe I grew up poor for too long. Well, and I just like don't understand. I was just not in that kind of, I'm not in that part of society that understands why you would buy that kind of stuff because to me i'm just like why would why what's the point of having it right because like you're not gonna read it no it's just gonna like, get you're not stolen. gonna touch it yeah you're just inviting like you know tom cruise and mission impossible to like break into your house and steal totally. it. totally right it's Which would be hilarious valuable. to walk in and i'm dangling from your ceiling you know you're like oh man those red wire sensors were i don't so want to be on the other side of that you know like a heist there's the first obvious reason which is for collectors like look what i have and status of course but i think the biggest one and and when I tell you who purchased it. Maybe this might be the reason. Art 
uh, really expensive art is used by mm, a lot of the rich uh, as a way to harbor uh, tax money. Oh. So it's like an evasion <laughs> effort. It always you're, comes you're kinda, down to evading I know, taxes. you're like purchasing an asset. <laughs> Nothing's that, just like... Uh, you can write off. I don't, I don't know how it works with art, but I know that one, it's used in a lot of places to avoid taxes and then also to wash illegal money and, and make oh, it legal. Oh, yeah. Interesting. Like, hey, did you just sell $30 million worth of drugs? I don't know, but I did buy this really cool book. Right, so. and now I'm selling it. Do you want it? <laughs> <laughs> Legally. Uh, so it was purchased by Bill Gates. <laughs> oh, wow. Okay. Yeah. And previously was owned by Thomas Koch, the first Earl of Leicester. Man, that is so wild. Like, like, how do you even take care of something like that? I know that there are like, uh, there's like institutions that would probably like house it for him. Like, it's not just sitting on his coffee. Oh, he doesn't table. even have it in yeah. his house. That'd be so lame. I don't know. Like, uh, purchase it and have it in a vault. You like go look at it whenever he wants. I guess, I guess so. It's like, well, it's like a boat, which obviously I love, but like it has like a, a maintenance cost that you kind of have to keep up with it, you know, but like in a book having a man, that's, that's wild. It's like, yeah, I had to hire a guy to take care of it properly. What's the most money you've ever spent on a book? Hmm. I think I know. Think about well. I mean, I've purchased, purchased some box sets that were like eighty bucks or so. Yeah, well, like like one single book. Do you one know single book, man? Thirty bucks, forty yeah, bucks, maybe. Yeah, totally. Yeah, nothing, nothing too egregious. I think I spent I spent sixty five dollars on, but I guess this doesn't really count. It is one single book, but it's the uh, Gorman Gas, the Illustrated Gorman Gas trilogy in hardcover was sixty five. Oh wow! Uh, but I, I bought it from like a local bookstore, and I think that they, I think they, they, they made the price just a little bit more because they're local, and I was cool mm. with buying it. But yeah, that was pretty expensive. I think that's the most expensive. I mean, like uh, all these berserk books that I have. I guess if you consider like that one book, you know, these are all fifty dollars each, and I have twelve of them, so there's like six hundred dollars for all the berserk right. books. But that's not one book, right? Right, and that's also like so much more than just a book. It's like art. It's a 400 yeah, pages exactly. of art. That's why I don't know? mind. Yeah, that's why I'm so fine with how much the Berserk stuff Absolutely. costs. Absolutely. Uh, what's the most you've ever spent at a bookstore, though? Oh, <laughs> I one time, it was like a used bookstore. One of, one of the ones here in town, I think it's just used books. One of my favorites. They've like, it used to be just piles of books everywhere, which was fun and, and kind of had an attraction of its own. But it was very frustrating to find a specific book in there because it was just stacks everywhere, literally on the floor. Uh, and then they renovate it and they organize it. It's really cutesy now. It's wonderful. Um, and like two, maybe a year ago or something, I got some big check for some reason that was more, I didn't know it was coming or something. I oh, forget yeah. the exact situation, but I was like, oh, wow. And I think I spent like 220 Yeah, that's that's impressive. Like, yeah, that's a good amount. Yeah. I had, I came away with like 30 bucks though, like a, a lot. Two car trips. Oh, nice. Hell yeah. yeah. That's how you yeah. know. Yeah, like when I first started making content on TikTok, uh, I got really excited because I was just like, this is going great. I'm a book but I need, person. But I need to go buy more books. And I, at the time, I lived like two blocks away from Powell City of Books, which is the oh, biggest bookstore on the dangerous. West Coast. And so I think I had just gotten like a tax return or something. So I was like, a lot of time has passed now, so I'll tell everybody listening right now. But um, I spent like $300 on books because I was so excited. And then I did a book haul. But I didn't want everybody to think that I like spent three hundred dollars on books. All right, trust fund. I split up the book haul between two videos and oh, wow. pretended it was two separate. Uh, books. I was worried people were going to be like, "Where are you getting all this money, man? What the hell?" Like, and I just didn't want to like have that conversation. Uh, I, I wasn't. Like, I wasn't getting book st- haul. <laughs> that was like super early on in the uh, in the old TikTok thing. But uh, yeah, I think that's 
That's probably but the most. Yeah. How long until? Uh, what was the amount of time that passed before you did another book haul? Because like I let a good six months oh. go by after that one because it was obviously splurgy. Like a couple of weeks. Oh, oh wow. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Yours was uh, like I've since um like my book buying has gotten a little bit more tame lately. Like I'll buy something that I've that I've been waiting for. Like uh like tomorrow I think I'm gonna go buy Samantha Shannon's new book. Uh, even mm-hmm. though I ha- I have an arc of it, um, but I want the hardcover. It's a really beautiful book, and it's like thirty bucks. And yeah, I'm cool. Arc is I, an advanced reader when, copy for those who wonder what he just said, which means he's a big deal, also. <laughs> uh, but yeah, when the new um, when the new Jay Kristoff book comes out, uh, the sequel to Empire of the Vampire, I don't even care how much that costs. I'm gonna go get it like the day that it comes out. So I've kind of caught up, really. Um, like buying like trade paperbacks at this point. Like I just I've got so much to read. Well, and our fabulous listeners send us so many please don't ever stop that it makes my day so oh, i love it and i also get books from publishers too that i didn't even like ask for sometimes they're just at my door wow um so i'm just like really not short on books right now so, so it's like, anyone you're gonna send to evan just send to me guys He's i mean, good. I mean I'm, cool. <laughs> I'm always cool with getting more but yeah it's kind of like sad actually going into a bookstore because i'm like I mean, yeah, I could drop $40 on books, but I'm never going to get to them like ever. You know, it's just, mm-hmm. it kind of makes it not even really that fun, honestly, like going in there. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I kind of agree with you, right? Because I don't go to bookstores nearly as often as I do because I know that once I purchase it, it's going to be a couple months before I can get to it. Yeah. Like at for best. Sure. At best. Yeah. Unless it's something that you've been waiting for for a while, like right. a sequel to something that you've really been looking forward right. to. The, the third name of the wind comes out. I'm reading it. We'll be at the midnight. I'll drive down to Bend. We'll go. So we'll, <laughs> I'll dress up. Yeah. Um, but I mean, that's why I've kind of like dis- distanced away from the rule that I had for a while, which I would never like start a series that wasn't finished yet. Cause mm. it is really fun. Like when children of memory came out, like the third book in the children of time series, I was excited. I was like, Oh cool. Like that's the sequel. I haven't gotten to it yet. I'm going to go get yeah, it. And collective excitement is really fun. too. Yeah. Um, so that's why like, I'm going to read the black tongue thief. And now when the sequel comes out, it'll be that much cooler when it comes out. Cause I'll go get it. And do we know when it's coming out? I have no idea. Yeah. Me neither. We should try really to get wanna... Christopher Buhlman on here though. Yeah, That'd we should. He is, he is great. Remind me when you're reading that book, I'll reach out to him, send him some magical, uh, brown nosy words and see if I can get them on here. <laughs> I want to append my, this is the most expensive book fact because in my opinion, it is the most, because there are four other things that you might be able to say are more expensive books. So one of them is a letter from Zhang Gong to his friend that was sold for uh, 31 million, but that's a letter, not a book. <laughs> I guess technically. Yeah. Yeah. The third one was the book of Mormon. And I just didn't include it. Cause like it wasn't as interesting as the guy. <laughs> Wait, which one is it though? Is it like the it's like, like the printer's manuscript? I guess like maybe the first time it was ever hmm, interesting. Yeah, printed. I, I'm just I just said that. I don't know if that's fact, but it was yeah. purchased obviously by the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter Day Saints. Um, it'd be funny if the Catholics are like, yeah, hi, we archived it. <laughs> <laughs> gotcha. It's down in the catacombs. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh, that would be great. Uh, there's another letter from Zhao uh, Mengfu to his friend that sold for, or two, two letters as a set of two that sold for 38.2 million. And then wildly enough, the most expensive thing that has ever been sold that you might say um, is in this fact realm adjacent is the United States Constitution, the first printing of it um, oh, yeah. that was sold uh, for $43.2 million yeah, only in 2021, sense. actually. But yeah, it seems oh like God. we, sh- you know, like the government or like the Smithsonian or something should own that. But nope, Kenneth C. Griffin. See, that's why I would feel 
really it, it it would almost be like um buying like a three hundred thousand dollar like sports car right i understand why it's cool i understand i get it yeah, a sports car you can wreck and it doesn't like piss off the entire world <laughs> that's true too <laughs> but i would always just be so worried about damaging it like constantly you know like driving it around it's like if anything scuffed it it's gonna cause me way more stress than joy probably yeah exactly like just toyota camry's for days Jeez, rally go. that stuff you know <laughs> it reminds me of when i was reading i think the last book of the uh akatar series so cassian purchases a gift in the previous book <laughs> for oh God, yeah. sister that he's trying to <laughs> woo and he throws it angrily into a river in the previous book and then in the next book we learn that that book was the first book ever written down by like anyone in this world's history <laughs> by like a race river. that no longer exists like tiny theories <laughs> and he threw this priceless piece of history into the river because he was mad and he doesn't even like lament it it was more about like so what should i get her this time is like how we learned about that and i remember being like just in awe that he did that he's so whiny i know be the equivalent of trying to give someone the constitution and then when they reject it just being like ripping it in half and being like oh, i'm so mad at this person like wow <laughs> you just broke the pyramids because you needed to build something else out of stone <laughs> All right. I think that's going to do it for us today, everybody. Thank you so much for listening to the Monday Morning Minute. We really appreciate you taking a little bit of your time coming over to Book Reviews Kill, whether you're on your way to work, where you're, whether you're hanging out at home, whatever you're doing, we're really happy that you were here. And we would appreciate it if you went and checked out our Patreon and uh, did that because it is really the fuel that keeps this car going down the road. So we really appreciate you all current existing Patreon members and uh, future ones as well. Go hop in there. It's fun. Everybody, thank you so much for your time. Hope you have an awesome rest of your day. And of course, happy reading. Bye, everybody.